At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back. Silver and black today, the post-game edition. The Raiders 20, the Jaguars 27. The Raiders had a 17 zero lead and this game in the first half they don't score in the second half at all held scoreless by the jacksonville jaguars scoreless the last time they scored 45 seconds left in the first half uh, a field goal daniel carlson field goal one that would come back to hurt them because had they scored seven there maybe the momentum changes we won't know for sure. Uh, joining me on the postgame show now here for this final segment is my good friend, Evan Grote. He is the host of the Just Pod Baby podcast. Also, he's a part of SportsNot.com. You can see his videos and coverage all up on the site as well. All right, Evan, you know, we look at this situation. We look at what's happening with this team or not happening with this team. We heard the excuse machine which really, if you remember, Mo Moten became Oscar the Grouch last week because of it. And I was, I mean, it dominated our show last week because we, we could not believe what we were hearing, that there was rose-colored glasses on everybody's faces in Raider Nation, that this team was progressing how they wanted it to. You even had Chandler Jones come out and say, well, we grade ourselves internally and I'm really happy with my progress. Well, the results matter and results say you're not doing enough to do what you get paid to do. And so uh, this situation, I think, now reaches an apex point. And I'm going to be real interested to see what this Raiders franchise does in the coming weeks and what they say in the coming weeks. Because, yeah, you can't walk in the building and say, you guys all suck, this is terrible. I mean, you can't you can't crater morale more than it's already cratered on its own because you're two and six. But you have to start moving forward, and you have to start saying, look, we have not reached where we expected to be, so there's going to be some consequences for that. And, oh, by the way, fans, season ticket holders, we promise we're going to get better. 
Yeah, you know, I was listening to uh, a little bit of the post game before I came on with you guys with JT the Brick, and he was actually talking about that too. You know, don't be surprised now. We heard Ziegler talk about the first year being a year to kind of learn your roster and evaluate the players that you have on your roster. That is definitely something you can expect to see here uh, the remainder of the season now that they're two and six. And, and in my opinion, they're, you know, maybe not mathematically out of it, but th this season is is pretty much in the books for the Raiders. So I would expect to see a lot of maybe new faces getting some playing time. Obviously they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. So the, it's not like there's going to be any new personnel coming in unless it's a free agent, but um, you might be seen uh, McDaniels playing some more of the younger players. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of Mumford uh, Jr. playing some tackle, uh, maybe some of those young defensive linemen. And I know we did see Matthew Butler out there a little bit. Um, so I would expect to see them kind of taking a look at what they have on the roster and doing some evaluating um, as they, you know, get into the second half of the season here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then Evan, you mean some of these numbers too. I, I think this is why, <sighs> This is why I think you have to start looking at the future at the quarterback position and other positions, because you look at this offense again on third down, third down efficiency today, three for 12, mm -hmm. three for 12, 25%, 25%. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jacksonville, nine of 15 for 60%. Okay. Now Jacksonville has uh, their offensive line clearly better than the, than the Raiders, but still you look at that also red zone Raiders one time zero for one in the red zone uh, when it comes to that uh, as well, goal to go. The Raiders now have given up 15 goal to goal situations without stopping an offense. So the defense cannot stop anybody when they get into the into the goal to goal situation. That's it's remarkable. I mean, they they don't have one stop, Evan. So the defense, um, you know, I know they say be patient and that you have to get through this, like as you just mentioned. But you got to start wondering about. Um, I mean, Josh McDaniels isn't going to fire himself as offensive coordinator, although maybe he can be convinced of it. We'll see if we get another report of a long meeting between Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels after this game. Uh, but Patrick Graham um, doesn't have a lot of experience, came in here, didn't have a lot of success, overly successful. And so uh, you know, to me now, you get to this point where there might need to be some sacrificial lambs. It happens in the NFL all the time. Somebody's got to take the blame for it. It's not going to be the head people yet, and they're going to stick around for a few years, as we've heard. Uh, but might we see some of that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think Patrick Graham is that sacrificial lamb. Um, I mean, how, how can he not be? I mean, his unit is, is definitely a, a big part of the problem. Um, as you said, McDaniels isn't going to fire himself. And I don't think uh, that would be a good move anyways for him to give up play calling duties because, because then you would be giving it to uh, Nick Lombardi. And I don't believe he's ever called plays. Um, right. I could be, right. I could be, I could be wrong about that. So I don't think that's, that's the fix there, but yeah, I mean, Patrick Graham, uh, he's a guy that a lot of people told me was, was going to be a great hire. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, again, I didn't see it. Um, I know he spent some time with the Patriots and he's, he's, known as a really smart guy, uh, but this defense is, is underperforming. I, I will, I will say this. Um, and I, and I said the same thing with Paul Gunther too. So maybe I'm wrong, but I always felt it was a personnel issue. I think it's always been a personnel issue with mm -hmm. this Raiders defense. Um, I know they've invested some draft picks and some draft capital and free agent money, but it just hasn't worked out. They just don't have enough, um, you know, playmakers on that side of the ball. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's what it comes down to. In the NFL, you have to have talent. Of course, coaching matters, right? I mean, they have the talent on the offense, and they're not getting it done. 
too. So you can you can look at it that side. Um, but so much of the NFL goes goes through the quarterback too. So I think you have to have you have to have great quarterback play. You just do. Um, I sent to you guys earlier today. If you remember, Evan, I texted you and Mo. I was looking through stats, different quarterbacks. You look at Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Now you could argue, obviously, the Vikings over the last six years have had some better teams than the Raiders have had overall. Um, but you look at his record, uh, and some of the teams he was on Washington weren't that great either. And uh, he's far and superior. So, so your quarterback matters. Your offensive line matters. Your defense has to give you a chance. They did give the chance. The, the Raiders' offense has had plenty of chances the last two weeks. Well, so you can't argue with me that it's all on the defense. It, it's a team loss, no question. And the personnel issue has to be addressed, and that's going to be it. And the, the tough part about that for fans is you know you can't address that until the offseason. So you're kind of stuck with what you got now. Yeah, you can get some free agents off the street, but that's not going to change the trajectory of the fact that you may, if you're lucky, win four or five games. Yeah, you know, I, I had some notes written down here. I want to make sure I share them with you guys. So yeah. you talk about the defense had a couple moments, and they did. In the second half of that game, in the fourth quarter, it was 24-20 Jacksonville, and the, and the defense uh, got a stop with 7-4, 7.41 in the game. The offense got the ball back, and on that ensuing possession, they went three and out and punted. Okay, The Jaguars, on their next possession, that's when they missed that field goal. Um, and then the Raiders got the ball back again at 24-20, and, with, and there was three minutes on the clock at that point, and the Raiders again went four plays, turnover on downs. So there were two opportunities there with, mm -hmm. with seven minutes to go in the game where the defense got stops, trailing four, and the offense, seven plays, a punt, and a turnover on downs. So, you know, I, I know I know that there's, there's more to the game than just two possessions, but if you're going to point the finger at the defense, you got to admit that they got the stops they needed in the crucial moments. They did. But in the crucial moments for the offense, they didn't produce when they had to. So there's equal Absolutely. blame. You know, their, their defense didn't do enough maybe in the beginning of the first half, but down the end of the game, they got a couple stops there. The offense just – there was no complimentary football. We say that all the time. It was, it was glaring in this game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Absolutely was. You're, you're correct, and uh, it's unfortunate for the Raider fans. But uh, it, it'll be an interesting week. I, I want to hear what Raider fans have to say. I know today is the day where you just scream and throw things at the television and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we'll have our uh, Tuesday show out as well. And then Wednesday, we have our mailbag edition. So we're really interested in getting mail from you guys. Tell us what you think of this. Particularly, I want to know, um, there's some people who've always disliked Derek Carr, and there's people who love Derek Carr to death, okay? Tell me what you think of that situation. Have we re even, even Murph was saying he was kind of at the point where maybe, yeah, it's that time. Um, so, so I want to hear what you think they should do with Derek Carr. This season, they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're going backwards. It's not all Derek Carr's fault, but Derek Carr is not playing nearly as well as he did last year, in my view. Okay, so so and everybody has moments when they don't play their best, but I think it's a big problem. You also have the offensive situation. You have the coach call. Mail us, okay? So send us a mail at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. 
so you can tell us what you think. And we'll get to those on our Wednesday mailbag edition. Uh, but Evan, you talked about the the Patrick Graham situation. Do you think we might see you, your point about playing younger players? You saw Zamir White play today. Didn't again? He lost a yard. He was negative rushing. He doesn't get a lot. He's only a six carry on the season. Um, Josh Jacobs is playing for a contract. I don't think he sits Josh Jacobs at all because um, he's playing for that contract. And so if he doesn't return to the Raiders, he's got to show what he can do and wants to be able to earn his money, so to speak. Uh, you have the quarterback situation. Again, I don't think Derek Carr is going to get benched no matter what he's done. He, I think he would have to have a, just an awful game where he's got four picks, no touchdowns, and you know that kind of game before they would even think about sitting him. Um, Patrick Graham, you mentioned maybe he doesn't stick around. Who knows? But what else could you see this week from a change perspective? On defense, they don't have any bodies. They can't change anything there. But what about on offense? That's a great question, Scott. I'm not sure if I have a great answer for you. Um, You know, I I just – they need to work on just the consistency. I mean, again, and I don't know exactly, you know – what has to be done? Uh, it's I, I think I believe I believe it starts with coaching number one, mm-hmm. um, but to 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 have the the hot and cold halves that this team has had, that's a that is a huge part of this problem. To to score twenty points in the first half and then come out there and have zero points in the second half, that's a major part of the problem. I I, I don't like seeing these these situations where um, Devonte Adams and Derek Carr the connection looks so good and then again in the next half. They're, they're nowhere to be found. So um, I, I'm not sure if there's, again, there, there's, they're not bringing in anybody that's going to make a, a big difference at this point. So whatever the changes are going to be, it's got to be the mindset and it, it's got to be a consistency factor. That has to be number one. They have to start putting together full, complete games on offense. Yeah. Hasn't happened. I mean, they've had maybe what, eight or nine quarters all season have been cohesive. I mean, it's pretty scary when you think about it that way, but, but I agree with you. I I think you, you have to look at that and you have to look at why I think we'll get some of the national pundits, uh, guys like Kurt Warner. We saw his breakdown last week of Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. I think you'll see more of that this, this week because it's such a stark difference. These two guys were on fire in the, on fire. I mean, on fire in the first half, second half, completely couldn't even couldn't even look each at each other and get the right thing directed so so and, i think you'll see thing, analysis Scott, of that yeah here's the thing i understand defenses make adjustments i mean sure. like you said they were on fire so they obviously made an adjustment to try to slow him down but where are the other guys i mean hunter <laughs> renfro three catches for 26 yards i think the he he was the next um he had the most receptions after after adams, adams. Yeah. three catches for 26 yards the, the adjustments need you have to make adjustments to the adjustments that's not happening that, i mean no. that's just and and so again I, I i put that on the coaching he needs to mm-hmm. reevaluate himself he needs to look in the mirror mcdaniels yes. and he needs to get a lot better for sure and and that it kind of goes back to what dave ziegler said when he said he's impressed with josh mcdaniels and the way he's he's handled himself not only with the adversity but his game planning his he, i think he talked about his adjustments and, and things like that so again i know you and mo touched on it a lot I don't, I'm not too sure, you know, how honest he was with those comments, but I know a lot of the fans were not happy with it. And and this game is a perfect example of why they weren't happy with what the general manager had to well, say this week. And, and handling adversity, what does that mean? He he hasn't blown up at somebody? I mean, because I, he hasn't handled the adversity well as far as adjusting and changing the trajectory of the team. That's clear, right? Because they keep losing ball games. 
So I, I don't know where that comes. Look, he's defending his buddy. I get it. But you can't blow smoke everybody's up everybody's rear end anymore. I mean, at two and six, there's no good answers. There's just no, there's, the only answer is we got to figure it out and change it. That's all you can say. And, and be honest and say, look, some of these things that you're seeing, we can't fix until the offseason. We just can't. Okay, fine. Tell us that, right? Tell people, tell fans who spend their hard-earned money to go to Raiders games, to buy merch or whatever it is, just tell them that. They'll they'll accept that. They know it already. You're two and six. So you can't hide it anymore. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, make sure you follow Evan on Twitter at egroat5. You can also follow the podcast at justpodbaby as well on Twitter. And then check him out up on sportsnot.com. Evan, as always, my friend, thank you for being with us here on the postgame show. No problem, Scott. Anytime. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Okay, well, that's going to do it for this show. I'm going to put you out of your misery, at least uh, for this part of the evening. We apologize for the YouTube issues tonight. We we were streaming just fine, and suddenly there was some sort of technical issue, and we continue to stream to Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, But we will upload the entire show after the fact. So if you missed the first half or you caught the second half uh, and you want to see it there or you've watched the first half and now you're watching it on a recording... Good. See, we put it up for you. But anyway, we appreciate your subscription up on YouTube or wherever you listen to us, as well as the audio. If you're on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star rating. We would definitely appreciate that. Turn on the auto-download on your phone, by the way. That helps us out a lot. I will be back with Mo Moten on Tuesday. We will give our Tuesday kind of once-over of the the last game, which, of course, is this Jaguars watch. We'll go a little more into detail on the X's and O's and what we saw based on watching the film over the next couple days. So we'll do that on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, we have our mailbag show. Thursday, we'll turn our attention to the Raiders' next game, uh, as well as having a special guest on uh, on Thursday, which we'll tell you about on Tuesday. Thank you guys all for doing it. For Evan Grote, for Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, I am Scott Colbranson of Silver and Black Today. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll talk to you next time, Raider Nation.